EBS Podcast presents. You both went to Spain, but different parts of Spain. Where'd you go, Kirsten? I went to Barcelona. Ooh, fancy. Do you say now that you now that you've uh, you've spent time in Barcelona, are you one of those people who are like, it's not Barcelona, it's Barcelona? Uh, with friends, no. But I did feel that when I was there, I started to just say low key gracias instead of gracias. So I was leaning towards there, but now I'm normal again. So. Okay, yeah. You know, people hate those people, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. If you were <laughs> yeah. if you were from Spain, no one would have a problem. But if you you're just the you're just that person. It's not Barcelona. It's Barcelona. So yeah, and you went to Madrid. Right? Yeah. So I actually went to the the Spain part of Spain, Madrid. <coughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be an idiot question. What do you mean, Spain? It's all Spain to me. So yeah, but if you talk about talk with Catalan people, then they will say that this yeah. is not Spain. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a big, you know, it's the same people who say Barcelona. So you know, there you go. Uh, uh, it's a very hot topic. Let's not go yeah, there. You know, let's, let's not, not go, go there. there. <laughs> yeah, I would say two Estonians and an American talking about the geopolitics of Catalonia <laughs> is uh, going to be a tough podcast to pull off. But don't worry, <laughs> we're here for you. Uh, so let's start it out fresh. Start the clean slate. We're going to Spain, guys. Where'd you go to school, Kirsten? Uh, so my school was called Toulouse Business School, and it had a just a campus at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Just say. That's that's, that's just it. it. That's what, it. What, what did you did you study there? Anything specific? Uh no. I just took just just regular courses, which sounded interesting enough, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, okay, regular course in English, of course. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to clarify that because that was a very just you know I oh, went to school. Not. I learned some Spanish there, but that was like two weeks. So yeah, I can pretty much like order coffee, but that's about it with my Spanish. Okay. And uh, you went uh, pre-corona then, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, I was the lucky one. I came back in like right before Christmas and well, in February, it's, it all spread it, so. Yeah, they got... Were you there during... Yeah. Okay, and you, w- before we got there, because this is going to... I want to... I have so many questions about this now. <laughs> uh, where'd you go to school? Yeah, so when I was in Madrid, I went to Essex Business... business uh, no, actually, it's Marketing and Communication School. Okay. And uh, it's... You know, it's Madrid, but it's actually in Pozuelo, which is this like very fancy rich people neighborhood, like uh, like in Tallinn <laughs> in Estonia. Sorry, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I studied also marketing. There wasn't a lot of courses to pick for English speakers, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was either marketing or digital marketing. Now I'm sort of like, oh, sure, there's no marketing okay. without digital, so maybe I should have picked the other one, but. No, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, that was like three years ago, so yeah. Okay, so you went well. Wait, okay. Wait, speaking of okay, now my time. So I was I was during I was in Barcelona during Corona time. I ah. was in Madrid three years ago. Ah, okay. So you yeah. so okay, so you studied there but you were living in Barcelona. Exactly. On, okay. Yeah, let's not makes, go yeah, we also don't have to go there. <laughs> no, no, I have so many questions about just the lockdown in general. <laughs> but maybe that might curtail somebody to there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. So uh what are your the sizes of the schools? And uh, how big was your how how big was your foreigner population there? Because that's something that some people would be curious about. Am I going to be solo? Am I going to have friends? You know, like what's the Erasmus kind of situation? Uh, well, in my case, the classes were really small, and the school itself was very like similar to EBS. Uh, I think we had like about twenty people in our class. Most of us were foreigners. I think we only had like three, four Spanish people. Uh, we also had quite a few French, but we also had I don't know people from like Mexico, Colombia. 
<laughs> we even actually had an Estonian besides me in my class, so that was super weird. Were they from uh, EBS? Uh, nah, she was actually like full time living there because oh. she just started like in Barcelona. I was like, okay, cool. She doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's EBS or not? She's a local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty. So she's a local. But like the people I mostly hang out with were other Erasmuses because like we pretty much just found each other, I guess. There weren't like that many of us there, like 20, 30 Erasmuses. So we okay. just started and going out together. That was your, like, that was the entirety of the school, 30 Erasmuses then? Or. Uh, like yeah, group. F- like for the whole school, yeah, there were about 30 of us. Oh, wow, that is tiny. Because in my class only, we had like only three Erasmuses. So the others were like going to different classes because like there they had uh, they had pretty much like pre-noon class. Then there's a group for the noon and there's a group for afternoon who went to school at like 5 p.m. or so. So I don't know. The system was kind of weird, but yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, what? You... <laughs> Um, like in EBS, we go to school like I don't know from t- ten to three, pretty much. There, that's if you go to school. Yeah, yes. if if you go to school, <laughs> you know. But there, what happened was like pretty much you had like a group who went there like from eight to twelve, and then a separate group came in at, like from twelve until like four, and then the last group started at four. I don't know why uh, it didn't make much sense to me, but I guess it made sense to them. To them. <laughs> So basically what you're saying is your school was broken up in a way that you were doing like block four hours a day then. Yeah. And then the rest of the day was like, whatever, yep. Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's gr- Did you have the same like? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Very, very similar. As a school, I think it was also very similar to uh, to EBS. It was around, I actually don't know because it's also in blocks. So you never saw like how many people there was mm-hmm. actually there. But mainly the Spanish were there were just living in this rich, nice neighborhood. So they were very posh, very driving with their Mercedes, Porsche. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But they weren't very friendly, but that was okay because the uh, the classes were... So there was the digital marketing and then the marketing group, so to say. Yeah. It was very middle school style, sort of you... <laughs> I started classes at 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. every day. Fridays were off, I think. Wait, you started class yeah. at five in the morning? No, five p. So like <laughs> oh, okay. in the evening. <laughs> oh, okay. so five to so five to ten, which was uh, in the beginning pretty pretty rough to to have a class at night and from nine to ten. But yeah, you get used to it. But um, yeah, it was sort of it was sort of like I said, middle school style because you went to one class at five and then the teachers were changing around your classroom. Oh. So you sort of. It was the perfect opportunity to make Erasmus friends because first you saw the same people every day. It was amazing if you made friends, you know. <laughs> so luckily we managed to uh, to get a lot of friends and it was it was great. But yeah, so the teachers came into the class whenever their hours started and yeah, we just stayed there and uh, didn't move. It was very middle school style. Very okay. cool. <laughs> I mean, middle school in the States is nothing like that. <laughs> I get what you're I Yeah, I get the rotating classes thing. So the teachers just rotate. They yeah. All, they all push in a cart and everything. <laughs> Which was very strange because it felt like, you know, they're they're actually working for us. You know, they're actually coming yeah. to be there, which yeah. was very, very strange. Okay. And uh, based on, so you said EBS, EBS size. So how big was your Erasmus? My my class then, I guess it was around 40 people. Oh, and okay. then there was another 40 of the other Erasmus people. And okay. then I think that was it, actually. And then us to the two groups that sort of mingled with each other. Okay. So that So then just so I understand get like a picture in my head yeah are we talking like room 202 203 where it's like it's like a decent <laughs> like a, a how do i say actually let's put it this way is it like room 3020 where it's like 80 people in a room or is it more like 30 
two where it's maybe like 12 people it's like one of the new rooms on the side no it's more of the of the 80 people oh know? okay i yeah. don't really remember the numbers it was a long time since yeah, I. yeah no, I'm, I'm just i'm just trying to reference I'm remember, like i'm I'm trying to make it as school friendly yeah, as possible. No, 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 agreed. No, yeah, it yeah. was more like 80 people class and then, yeah. yeah. I mean, in our case, it was more of like the English classes we had on the second floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, yeah, just 20, very small classes, but. Yeah, it seats 20, but only eight ever show up. That's, <laughs> that's another story. That's the EBS motto. You just <laughs> sign up for classes and you. <laughs> I love, I love anytime you go on any sort of syllabus and you look at your classmates and. I, was, I swear to God, I had a law class last semester and I was one of three people <laughs> in the class. In the class had like 40 people signed up for it. And you just, it. I don't know. It's an EBS thing. Is it Okay, how about this? Is it similar to that as well then? Or does everyone show up? Everybody shows up. Okay. But because it was, you could only miss, what, five classes per semester? Okay. Yeah, and I think it was the same for us because like then you lose uh, pretty much your grade if you yeah. miss out too much. Oh, and also another really, really weird thing there was that if you're late to class, you can't enter. Yeah, same. Uh, if you're like, it doesn't matter how late you are, you could be for like only five minutes late, they won't let you in and then they'll mark, mark you as absent. And then if you like the same, if you get like five absences or so, then you're pretty much kicked out of the whole class. Yeah, we like, actually have like five great. seconds late, the door is going to be like shot to your face. Yeah, that is the weird... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, if you were later than the teacher, you're out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if our if our um, France episode is out yet, but France is a very similar situation where you're only allowed to miss three classes, and uh, if you if you miss it, you're done. And here, it's only like your your class uh, attendance is only like five percent of your grade, so most guys are like, oh, I still get an A if I just pass <laughs> yeah. semi okay. Uh, so okay, uh, we're we're got, we're off track now. We're talking about. <laughs> Skipping school, which is not appropriate <laughs> for a school podcast. Uh, but you can't do that in Spain. So, you know, you got to <laughs> change your mindset. Be in class. Be a good student. Uh, when you're when you're going to these school with these classes and stuff, did you have a really good relationship with your teachers then? Because they're constantly rotating and you have, you know, you're there for a solid hour. They're really engaging because I've noticed that in EBS, especially um, you can get very close to teachers here and you might see like I've had teachers throughout the, I'd say 75% of my time here, the same teacher, different courses. So you really develop a relationship with them. Is it same in Spain where you can really get close to your teacher? You can really engage them. They're not this, uh, this like entity where it's like, oh, it's the teacher. I, you can't get a hold of them. You know, I text my teachers. I mean, in my, in my case, 100%, like I think most of them knew my name and so on. So okay. like pretty much, as I said, like, I mean, if there's 20 people in class, it's pretty much there's no other possibility than mm -hmm. to like i don't know i have a question okay sure. yeah and i think uh for me the same because i've also really in, in ebs i think it's also a huge perk that you can have that relationship with teachers yeah. and i really try to take the maximum out of it and there for sure it's the same and also i think first class like half the teachers tell you, tell you like hey yo so first class i'm gonna take everybody everybody's names and i'm gonna learn them by the third class and they're actually gonna like do it which is in my mm -hmm. opinion very amazing and um yeah i mean they're they're super nice and i think it's it's best to take the you know the so, maximum out of it so they take a really personal approach to education there yeah okay yeah. so they, i mean that's something i mean i say it's that's something i think is really valuable especially from an ebs standpoint if you're going to a different country the the last thing you need on top of moving and all that all that fun stuff you have to do logistically is worse thing is have a teacher who um is very 
you know, professionally distant and not super accessible because it's something we're all accustomed to here. And that's another level of a shock you don't need to your system. So it's really good to hear that coming from that. And imagine also, I mean, Essex was a like EBS, a private school. They pay, what, ten to 20000 per year to go there. So in my opinion, that was like, wait, hey, I'm getting it for like, you know, because I also had a scholarship here, I'm getting it for free, you know. So uh, <laughs> that was just, that was great. You, know? you really, you really cashed out on that yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, let's say TBS, TBS isn't uh, really cheap either. So <laughs> I oh. also can second that one. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you guys got the scholarships, got everything. You got the high education for almost nothing. <laughs> now, see, such an entrepreneurial Estonian spirit right there. <laughs> You'd be like, did I pick Spain for the weather? No, I picked it for the monetary like, <laughs> entrepreneurial experience to boost my LinkedIn in that region of Europe. I love it. All right. We'll move away from the school a little bit. Tell me about your accommodation. How was that experience? Because I've heard so many stories about different countries. Oh, it was great in this country. It was difficult there. What? How did that work? Just getting getting the place. I mean, I was just really, really lucky because I know some local uh people that are not from Barcelona, but they're living here in Estonia. And what turned out was that their stepsister was actually looking for a roommate exactly the same month when I wanted to move there. So I got a place. But overall, like uh, listening to what my friends went through there, it is an experience of its own uh, because like two, two of them got scammed and didn't get their money back. And uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome to Spain. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they were kind of like too optimistic, I guess, about it. To like, uh, uh, okay, uh, while we're on the topic of it, <laughs> how did they get scammed? Well, they found a apartment listing and everything sounded great. They even had like, I don't know, a call and everything with the owner, switched a lot of emails and so on. Everything seemed perfect. Then they paid the money and then nothing. So, gangster. It, but I heard that that happens a lot in Barcelona just because there's like so many people wanting apartments there. Oh, and it's hella expensive. <laughs> uh, uh, so does, but does the Erasmus uh, program help you with that then? Because I would imagine as, okay, I didn't do an Erasmus, which is really odd that I host this podcast. I'm just foreign. <laughs> um, but it sounds like that's more of an occurrence than it was in France and definitely in Germany. Um, yeah. But do they do they help you? Do they point you in the right location? Do they give you resources so uh, that you wouldn't get scammed? I remember. I think I got one email or like one web page where Erasmus like suggested checking out where they mm -hmm. had like pretty much like student rooms or so. Okay. But well, since I didn't have to use that one, I didn't <laughs> really okay. look into that. But 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 yeah. Did you get lucky finding some some? Spanish guy's stepsister. Yeah, uh, I wish. No, I mean, that's why it's good to have two Erasmuses. Sort of, you have the first one, you make all the mistakes, and the second one, everything goes perfect. So yeah. my Madrid was... Firstly, I mean, everybody said, you know, your first idea is like, oh, I don't need to live in the center. Like, you know, does everybody really live in the center? Yes, everybody actually lives <laughs> in the center. So basically, I was living what 20 minutes metro ride which is not far at all but yeah. sort of like center wise in the middle of nowhere and uh, I also I looked it up actually on Airbnb because also a rookie didn't have any idea how to look for it, it was like oh Airbnb is a great opportunity yeah so I ended up uh, staying four months in somebody's living room on a sofa that was a, that was an experience on its own as well especially seeing all my other Erasmus friends who had like 
very dope cool. apartments. Yeah, and you were the, like, yeah, like eleven. But also, but also, I saw so many of them, which were like sort of the apartments are built for Russians people or students okay. in general. So it yeah. looks like you go in eleven bedrooms. It looks disgusting because all the eleven <laughs> students go to the kitchen. Nobody cleans. So in that sense, I had a good experience. But yeah, I was sort of in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, would you rather? Uh, have lived in an apartment building with 11 students or the couch? 11 students would have been more fun in that sense, but I think I sort of took the maximum out of it. I just didn't stay too much on that sofa, okay. you know, but right. maybe if I would have had like a nice room, I would have actually stayed more in my own room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, couch life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a it's kind of a business oppor opportunity because that's what something I've thought about doing. Cause we always got Erasmuses coming in and out, just build up a little small house or a village thing in the center city and just like overcharge Erasmuses. <laughs> be like they lied to you on the on the on the uh, on the visit Estonia YouTube. They lied. Internet's not free. It's forty five euros a month. <laughs> You would make bank. You, you make you make good photos. You know, you sort of there was like a curtain separating the living room from the kitchen. It's yeah. also like, oh, it's a room. Yeah, yeah, it's a room. It's it, not a room. <laughs> it's 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 a room if you make it. It's yeah. it's about your mental capacity to make it. So uh, okay, I'm actually interested to know. So you your classes were from five to ten, and your classes were from eight to, to like. I don't know, 12, 12 or one, was, something like that. Did you guys then have different experiences with, uh, say, your social life outside? Because you must have had the mornings to do whatever you wanted and you had the nights to do whatever you wanted. Did, is it something that you would have like rather changed? I would have preferred morning classes. I would prefer night classes. How how does that make you guys feel uh, retro, like thinking about it now? Mm, I think I actually got the perfect one because like I'm more of a morning person anyway. So pretty much how my days turn out was that since all most of my friends were actually in the afternoon classes, well, it, once I finished my school, I went to the gym. And once I was done there, then they were pretty much free. And then we did everything fun, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so in that sense, um, I think I've got the perfect timing school-wise. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I also had the perfect timing. You know, you go to the class five five o'clock, you finish at 10. The only option is to go party. You go party, you wake up in the morning a little bit hungover. No, you still have time. You have a workout also before class. You go to class, you party again in the evening. It was amazing. Uh, that was that lasted for like the first four weeks and then you're exhausted and you can't do it anymore. You know? <laughs> I'm just exhausted hearing about it. <laughs> like I do stand up and I'm tired as I'm so tired at the end. It's just I don't know, like my schedule right now is uh, like I work from nine to five and then I have like an hour at home and then I'm off to the road, whether that's going to Tartu or that's going to the city. I don't live in the city, so I had to transit all the time. And uh, I get home at like nine, ten, and I'm just like, I got friends be like, you want to go play video games? You want to go out? <laughs> want to go out have a drink? I'm like, no, I want to sleep and be sad because I'm tired as... Yeah, for sure. I think the key is you don't go home after the class because it was the train ride from Madrid, actually. Yeah. So everybody goes together to the train and then you, you go okay. get off in the center and you go out straight. Oh, OK. So you weren't going no, home. No, no. That, okay. that, that, that's the breaking point. You know, that's yeah. the moment when you're like, oh, I can't do this. No, you can. Yeah. If you, it's like So, uh, yeah, I guess like once you take your shoes off, you're like, I got to put the shoes back mm -hmm. on. Yeah, I got to exactly. I got to put I got to get ready. It's just it's too much at that point to do anything. <laughs> So, yeah. And uh, what was your guys's? I guess we're already on the topic of, of uh, extracurricular activities. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What was your guys's, uh, your night lives like? How was that comparative to Estonia? Interesting. Better than uh, studio? Lively, yes. 
like, well, actually, stuff happened there. Like, I don't know, there were people, and I'm not saying there's no people in Estonia, but there's not even closely as many people, and there are Estonians. No, like, I don't know, if you go out just to anywhere in Estonia, you see, you saw, you see at least like five of your friends. <laughs> like, you weren't planning to see them, you see them because. I don't know. It's just so small, but there, I don't know. You you met so many so interesting people, mm-hmm. and uh, the night love in itself was wonderful. <laughs> I love how you're like, yeah. If you just go <laughs> anywhere very, very... in Estonia, you meet like five year friends. It, <laughs> if you were in Madrid and you just like took the wrong turn, you would be never be seen again. It's well, just <laughs> that's a topic of its own. <laughs> But I mean, all the like main clubs and so on are in the safer areas, so like yeah. there's like no problem with that, in that sense. Same is the same for you. Was like there's specific places you would go then. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they sort of, you know, they they you just reach reach those places similarly every time. But I think it's also you try to avoid the in my in my case at least you try to avoid the really Erasmus parties because there's really a lot of like. Erasmus 2021 party. And oh, I, I hate and, those. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so so I really try to, I mean, me and my friend group, we try to um, look for the places that actually have some locals as well. And I think that made it a lot more fun because the music is more Spanish and, you know, perhaps, but also there's a lot of, uh, you know, really good music in general. So I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, the nightlife in Madrid, like I said, the first four weeks before I got sick and I couldn't like <laughs> live anymore because I partied so long. Uh, that was that was that was great. I th- I do think Tallinn nightlife is you know has its own perks as well. But but in Madrid for sure, the fact that also you go to a club, you're sort of you know you don't need to have like five coats on to yeah. go to a club. Oh my god! Although <laughs> in Madrid, in Madrid, differently from Barcelona, I think when you go when you go out September October, you're like, cool. You go with one jacket, you come out, you're still okay with your light jacket. But let's say already November, you come out from the club, the temperature has gone from, I don't know, 20 degrees to 6 degrees. So the temperature amplitude is really big in Madrid. That was something that you really experienced at the moment you get out of the club and you're like, oh shit, it's freezing. Yeah, Yeah, but then you're like, I'm Estonian, I can take this. (laughs) (laughs) No, then all your friends are like, Maria, you're not supposed to be cold, you're from Estonia. Yeah, yeah. I mean... (laughs) So, so it was very, I guess, uh, even even if you remove the, because my thing with the, uh, this is my thing that I've never understood about the Erasmuses who come here is, uh, one, anytime you go to an Erasmus party, they're always trying to like sell you on a business idea <laughs> or they're trying to tell you about like why their school's better or, or where they're coming from. And it's always like, hi, my name's Gerald. I'm from Germany and I study this X, Y, and Z and I have a personality. It's like, it, it is, but it is what it is. But like, I've always found that you have a much better cultural experience when you get out of that. You, the point of coming to a different country is to experience that country, not hang out with the Erasmuses that would be at your school as well. Cause you can get that yeah. anywhere. And I think in that case, that was really difficult that we were all in, in the same class with all the Erasmuses, you know, because yeah. it was, almost impossible to actually reach out to the Spanish people in the school. Okay. I think that was really uh, yeah, but challenging. Outside of outside of the uh, Erasmuses, how was the international community? Was it supportive or were you kind of like left on your own and or were you like do what I did and just be like, you know what, I'm going to move to Estonia and I'm, I have maybe three, four or five foreign friends. Everyone else is Estonian. So like what was your, were your take on it? Was I think you- in that case, you're sort of lucky because I think Spanish people in general... Maybe Catalan even more. They like to be in their own 
communities. They like to have, be in their own friend groups. Estonians also. So, you know, good for you that you have uh, a lot of Estonian friends. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in my case, it was just the, the Rasmus friend group that we really early, like we sort of bonded mm-hmm. that sort of, you know, carried out till the end. And I think uh, that was the, you know, yeah. the Erasmus group, but it was still very cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think the same because I was living with, well, actually Spanish people or a Catalan and they were like mostly hanging out with their own friends. And like I, I was with them a few times, but they mostly switched to Spanish at some point of the night. So then I started ch- chilling there like, OK, OK, that's cool. Yeah, I don't understand a word. So that's why I mostly hung out with the Erasmuses also. But I did get a, a few local friends and then with them, we pretty much much hung out a lot also okay and you guys so you you speak a little spanish and do you speak a little spanish as well then or i i speak quite quite a lot of spanish but i'm not gonna do it here oh so i wasn't gonna i was not it's gonna like, ask I, you. it's always it's always something that you know when you say like oh yeah i sort of understand and i speak uh, like quite, yeah. quite okay then everyone's like oh, okay tell me something you're like no <laughs> yeah the donde esta la biblioteca <laughs> like i don't want to do that <laughs> oh no i i have the the similar feeling with estonian uh anytime someone asks me like oh you you've lived there for four years or you know i'll be hitting four years in august like you speak estonian i'm like absolutely not <laughs> like i can order food and that's it because i just don't i love it here i just don't really want to learn your language you have 14 cases and yeah. it's too much um if i could circle back a little bit uh uh you were saying that there were safe part of this uh, part of the safe parts of the city um, it's the EU. I don't really see any parts dang- Narva, but I don't really see any parts <laughs> as ultra dangerous. Did you guys? Was there really parts of cities you were as like a no go kind of zone, or uh, was the crime or something a thing there? I, I don't know. So that's why I'm curious to ask. I mean, in our in Barcelona's case, yes. Uh, but that was like the most touristy area pretty much because, well, what has happened there is that there are so many immigrants there that they're mostly like making their living out of pickpocketing tourists. Uh, besides me, there was one person in my whole friend group who didn't get anything stolen or wasn't like uh, threatened with a knife. So that was fun. Um, uh, sorry, you yeah. said you were the only person? <laughs> no, and me one and one more of oh. our 30 something friend group. So your your odds are one in fifteen, <laughs> pretty much, that you won't get threatened with a knife. <laughs> I mean, that only happened to like two or three people, okay. just because they were like going in the wrong in the wrong streets on the, at the wrong time, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this being said, did this? I'm gonna. By the way, this is a, an educational uh, <laughs> program, so thank you for bearing with us. Um, so were you okay? Because. I lived in when I lived in Turkey, you know, I knew that there were parts of the city that were as a foreigner you wouldn't go to. I knew there were parts of the of Istanbul like this is completely safe and you know, there's always concern, but you're never really super concerned. Um was there enough concern that like the school was telling you like, "Hey, you don't you shouldn't go here." Uh, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, I think on the like our first day there, they did like a mini session of like yeah, pretty much. Like, don't hang out in, in that in those streets that much, and like, okay. pretty much be there instead of there. <laughs> and was it a was it a kind of situation where it was, uh, those are a no go zone in general, or it's like, hey, uh, at night this might be this might be risky. The school said like more of a in general, but like in in reality, like you still probably are gonna pass those streets during the day mm-hmm. because like. During the day, they're full of tourists anyway, oh, okay. and like it's just like one of the most passed by streets. Oh, okay, so it's mainly so, like a tourist scam yeah. kind of area. Okay, yeah. 
All right, that may. I mean, that's every city has that. I well, mean, yeah, but it's like I, I've never been threatened with a knife here. <laughs> uh, you have never been in front of old Hansa. That's your problem. <laughs> they will get you. Hey, do you want to try this drink? Do you want to? <laughs> you want a free little sample? And you're like, yeah, sure. You go in the shop and you just somehow got robbed sixty yeah. euros and you left with a candy bar. <laughs> like, what just happened? <laughs> but I guess it's like also like it depends on the way you look. Pretty much, if you look touristy AF, aka um, I'm like hella tall blonde girl like i think i would look like a tourist look like a so <laughs> so, <laughs> so i don't really look that spanish <laughs> so i i guess if you're a local then you don't really care that much but but yeah yeah no i i have the same thing i've always been warned like oh these people are dangerous i'm like i i've been here for quite a time you know just be like what are you talking about and just <laughs> walk away um, so that that's your experience in Barcelona. In Madrid, did you have, what was your... Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go back to Barcelona. I don't think I agree with you. I mean, you're talking about El Raval now. Yeah. Yeah, so I lived there <laughs> no, for four months. And... Ooh, ooh, we got a little, we got a little debate going. No, it depends no, on the I streets, just, like I just think streets. I just think it's really funny that it's always, you know, told to people, like, don't go there, it's dangerous. Yeah. And then, you know, what you actually find, of course, you know, don't leave your phone in the back pocket, you know, the, the common sense, you know, but basically... What you actually find is like the best cooking and the best restaurants oh, in the whole Barcelona. With. Oh yeah, you. So in my opinion, this this uh, you know getting uh, not knifed, right? You just well, yeah, stabbed. It's just, yeah. just threatened with a knife, you know. Just, <laughs> just, just, just it doesn't actually like you know. yeah, they didn't actually kill anyone. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it's cool. Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I guess what we're getting here is if you want really good paella, you have to you know you have to, paella. Yeah. You got to get stabbed for that <laughs> exactly. paella. No, but I uh, I agree because I was told the same thing. But as I live there, I really don't see the the huge danger. Sure, no, you I see mean, like police every corner. But I would so. say it also depends on like if whether you're like I don't know with a friend group or alone. Because I went there with friends all the time. So yeah, no, no, I'm know, not gonna like, debate. Also, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I but in Madrid, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I think it's like just like you said as well that it's it's a lot about your own attitude and how you mm-hmm. look. You know, so if you sort of don't look like you're super scared of somebody, you know, taking your phone or yeah. stabbing you, then you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. I don't think I lost my phone. No. No, I'm <laughs> I'm so going to have to have a conversation with Lisa after this. She'll be like, why are you talking about stabbing so much? <laughs> <laughs> I, she walked it. You may remember she walked in the room like she's like, do a good job, Caleb. Safe <laughs> be podcast. Good. Yeah, be good. Yeah. So do you want to learn how to get stabbed in a city? I just... <laughs> Okay, I I try to have as much fun on these podcasts because um, I like to really dive deep into the, the experience itself. Like that's that's what we're trying to get out of the podcast is really what did you get out of it? Because I mean, let's be honest, we could talk days and days. Well, the library had so many books. The education there was <laughs> superb. I I like I think it's ironic that people like I understand where some people get the, the idea of hey, we should. Um, you know, we should really sell the school and we should talk about the school. It's like no one is going to the school for the school. <laughs> they would have paid to go there. I mean, like, look at our own Erasmuses. How many do you see on orientation day? <laughs> and how many do you see the next day? They're not there. <laughs> I mean, even in EBS, they had it. Did you, were you, do they still do the, the thumb stamp thing? I don't know. Are you, did they do that with you when you started here? No. I think what is that? I had that. I'm oh, it was sure. so I think it was maybe it was a foreign thing. Maybe it was just for some odd reason when I my orientation day here um brought us up in the large hall on the fourth floor, right? 
and they had cards on the ground. You had to stand behind one. Oh yeah, yeah and they yeah, walk. Yeah. They walk one by one. They take your thumb. They they <laughs> <laughs> they take an ink pad. They take an ink pad. They roll your thumb in blue ink, and then you stamp a paper as if like you're joining a cult. <laughs> Did you guys have this in Spain? Maybe I like blacked it, blacked out of like from my memories, but no, I don't. Oh, I posted on my Instagram yeah. story, being like, "This is a cult." <laughs> no, no, don't it, remember that. But it, I think like the, oh, the ceremony in general is really special to EBS. Did you guys have something special to that in your school? Um, in our case, unfortunately, now we like pretty much the only thing we have was a mini orientation hour, pretty much where they spoke like oh like i don't know the city is this schools here and here and here and mm-hmm. i don't know that's about it yeah. yeah yeah we had a the first day let me think i think we went down to the canteen and there was like wine and beer and that was uh, <laughs> do you mean vino and cerveza <laughs> there was vino and cervezas and it was so much vino and cervezas and that's the like Wait, you know, at your school the, yeah exactly so that's like <laughs> the ultimate bonding you know you you go sort of I, I'm sure we had those presentations also in the beginning you know like hey this oh. is Essex you know do this do that and then I'm like oh yeah let's go, let's continue this in the canteen and the, with all the Erasmuses obviously and then the, they go the waitresses come with the waitresses the, yeah, at a school yeah yeah with the vino and cerveza like was you this said. was it like a was it a special night kind of thing or was this like a like you were like oh. in the middle of the day. No, no, no. I'm saying, no. like, was this a special occasion for the school, or was like you you had waitresses throughout the semester? We did have vino and cervezas in the canteen selection throughout the semester, and a lot of students, I think, they did have sometimes maybe some beers during the day. But I mean, after their classes, you know, the morning shift, like like Kristen said, you know, I should have. But gone no, to uh, no waitresses <laughs> though during the semester. Yeah, we had to like pay for it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you have dumbfounded me. <laughs> that was actually that was very surprising, but it was like super good experience as a yeah. you know Rasmus. It's it's like you know from the first second you make friends. You know you go Estonians even. Yeah, you, know. you need that drink in the culture yeah. to. So let me put this way: between your so uh, go back. Ooh, we're gonna do a really big circle back. Uh, <laughs> you were there from school from five to ten, right? And oh. you, how long were your classes? Uh, whew, forty-five minutes one. So it was five classes. Okay, so you had every 45 minutes, 15-minute break? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> was there enough time between those four, 15 minutes you could run down, grab a drink, come back? Yeah, potentially. We used it usually for like bocadillos, like the sandwiches, mm-hmm. because we're actually, you know, five to ten, you're sort of, you don't really know if you should eat dinner, if you should have lunch. Like, you don't, it's yeah, a Yeah, I'm trying to see, time. like, if you could challenge yourself to yeah. pay attention in class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so probably no beers, but, and then by the by the time we had finished, the canteen was closed already. So sort of, yeah, if you were planning on going out after, you might have, like, you know, put one drink in between the nine and the ten class. You totally oh my god on a friday you had the ultimate schedule you uh, i'm telling you it was the best schedule you literally could have pre-gamed at school in <laughs> classes and then just went out i assume this is what you did i mean yeah mainly i think i do think that we tried to keep the drinking you know no, no, no i'm not I'm, minimum not, I'm just saying school. theoretically here theoretically yeah uh, theoretically yes we could have but i do think we we uh did it in the train on the way to madrid Okay, so uh, then uh, let's talk public transport for a second. You can drink publicly then there. There's no problem there. Because I've been yelled at by the Elrond lady before. 
Uh, you can't in Spain. Yeah, no. It's, well, I mean, I mean, how I'm public do you need to be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, is it the kind of public where, like, if you put it in a paper bag and you twist it, and they can't tell that there's no questions or? Yeah, I mean, then no one's. Fine. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. fine. Like, all right. if you're not doing it public, you're not like loud and like not yeah, drinking yeah. all over it. If you sure don't have a, have a vodka with you at this at the metro station, then it's all good. Yeah, if you don't have a handle with you. No, I think if good. they would see a vodka in your hand, they would just be so mesmerized by actually seeing like a That's hard true. liquor that they would just be like, oh. What is this? You I know? think like the most common vodka they had at their grocery store was like 32 vol, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, it gets you Coming confused on Estonia, the concept of know. vodka. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, it's a school podcast again. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a great conversation with Lisa afterwards. Hi, Lisa. Um, so yeah, I got the warning uh, about four minutes ago that we were hitting 30. Uh, we hit 30 minutes, so yep. We're half an hour done. And this is like kind of the wrap up stage of the podcast. Uh, so I like walking through the audience. I like talking to the audience. The audience is part of me. It's weird to say that. Um, but is there is there something that someone who is thinking about going to do Spain as their Erasmus that they should you wish that someone told you this? Like, what's that thing? Uh, I mean, I guess in my case, like pretty much 100 percent go for it. Because, like, the only, like, pretty much downside of the whole experience was the cost of rent there. But they, at the same time, I don't know, the food, the restaurants, the drinks at bars and so on are all so cheap that they kind of even each other out. And if you get a good place, I don't know, maybe you go with a friend or something and you can split the rent, then it's all good. How much was your rent anyways? Uh, I rented a room and I, I, it cost 400 but utilities included. But I know that one of my friends who was kind of a more posh girl, like she had a she had her own apartment and that was like around nine hundred, I think, or like a thousand. Good prices. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um so you were saying you paid four hundred, but the room rent then was eight hundred a month? No, no, no. Like I my I I paid for a room and that was four hundred. But I have a friend who got a whole apartment so she paid like I so don't basically know, you got really good thousand. prices for Barcelona. That's great. Yeah. yeah. What, what'd you get? What were you, <laughs> for how, my sofa? Yeah. yeah how I also paid four hundred. Yeah. You paid four hundred for a sofa. Yeah. Was it the kind that turns into a bed sofa or just like a sofa sofa? No, and luckily it did. And in, the apartment had a dog, so you know it's all. Damn. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, you most rent of, a pet. <laughs> yeah, I think if you do go to go to Spain, you should you know take into account that your rent is probably going to be around six hundred. Okay. Especially Barcelona, Madrid. I think mm -hmm. if you want a room, then for sure. Like six hundred, and it's a nice room, maybe even mm -hmm. with the balcony. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe you can add later. But uh, I think I would also say, <clears throat> if you go to Spain, something I definitely did a lot, but I would also recommend to like go around Spain, see a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also take, uh, I don't know, take a plane to to Portugal and go around there. It's just it's so close and it's so you know affordable comparing when you would go from Tallinn. That I think you should really. Uh, Take the maximum out of it, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and especially with the train and with the bus, it's 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 super easy. And there's the blah blah car, which like is a car sharing thing. It's it's very easy. Like the city bee. Uh, yeah, no, but because somebody actually drives the car, and then like she, he, or she is selling the spots in the car. Oh, Uber. Uh, yeah, for long long distances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. And that was like super affordable, and you know, sometimes the distance, what, four hours driving. So it's really okay. So was it like a stranger's car? Or was it yeah. Like... Oh, oh, and it's oh, blah blah oh, car. Okay. <laughs> it's, 
it's global car. It's actually huge in France, Spain, you know, yeah, Italy. I think that doesn't well. sound terrifying at yeah. all. I mean, at and least- now with the Corona, everything has changed. You know, you don't want to share a car with a stranger, perhaps. But- oh no, it's not even that. Like I, I live when I lived in Istanbul. You know, I didn't speak. I never spoke. To, I don't speak Turkish, and I just knew how to say left and right. And I'd be like, uh, I'd tell the taxi driver the area and I would point with my hands being like, yeah, this way, this way, this way. And just navigate. I can never imagine just like getting in a car like, hey, uh, you want to drive 600 kilometers in the dark? Let's do it. <laughs> that sounds terrifying to me, but it sounds like a very nice experience. Yeah. You got to make road trip friends then, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I mean, they were mainly the same. You know, that's what I would I would recommend perhaps to make a lot of local friends. But you really need to go the extra mile. Like you really need to take the initiative here and then the same with learning learning the local language in that case spanish yeah it's it's something that like i went and i had the t- one year in uh, of spanish here in ebs so i really had a good base yeah tia right yeah so oh. a great teacher like amazing, amazing you know i had teacher. such a good base so i went like okay i'm gonna come back i'm gonna be fluent it takes effort you know it doesn't just magically appear this language you need to make local friends which i didn't or study in spanish which is something i would recommend also Sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> I only speak English. So, yeah. But what you're saying, I guess, is you have to learn more than donde está la biblioteca. Yeah, okay. exactly. But like, even, even at that point, if it's, uh, if it's not just the learning Spanish, is it difficult to get around, get around the city in English? Because I have no problem here uh, getting around with just English. So what about Spain? Do you have like... I definitely tried to avoid it to, to talk to locals in English. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I, I was way more comfortable. I, I spoke English almost all the time. <laughs> I like how these are vastly different experiences you guys had. <laughs> You're like, this This is a very safe country. Like, I almost got stabbed in the alleyway. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like the ultimate podcast for this series because it's just like two dichotomies. Which one do you want? Um. All right. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of where to where to finish up the podcast with because it's one of my most enjoyable episodes. It's, it's sad it has to come to an end, though, but... What's, what's your favorite memory of, of Spain? And are you guys planning to go back at all? That's something that's probably important. I mean, right now you can't, but like you plan to go back? Because I know you did your Erasmus and then you, you left, you came back home and you're like, I must go back. And then you left for what, another year? Yeah, I was for a year and this was, there. Oh, you just went to work? Yeah, yeah, I worked and lived there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, you gonna go back or what's, what's? I mean, it was sort of a you know, let's come back to Estonia for a holiday, and then the the, the Corona is you know is sort of very very much there right now, so we sort of stayed here. Yeah, it's really popping out there. Yeah, it's really <laughs> popping, right? Uh, so yeah, that was that was really sad actually because right now you know how the iPhone thinks that it's super smart to go like one year ago today, and then you see like yourself in a t-shirt in Barcelona, and you're like, oh, that's 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 great, thank yeah. you for this. And then you yeah. look at you look yeah. outside and you're like. <laughs> We have twelve inches of yeah. snow. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely want to go back. Like, I definitely want to go and work there. But like, the thing is, well, I want to like start my career here and then later on go there. Okay. Yeah. Is it for sure? Sorry, for sure. Now it's the unemployment yeah. goes, you know, yep. over the roof. Yep. Is it's... it difficult to get a job there? As I got, a I got, yeah, I got lucky. I worked for a startup, which was mainly English-speaking people. But I do think they. Like they obviously prefer, like secretly, they for sure prefer somebody who speaks fluent Spanish, like fluent, not just. Okay, yeah. I mean, you, I'm, my experience here with getting a job and stuff is it can be quite daunting to start with, especially as a non. I don't speak any Estonian, so like I can't even be like I speak a one level Estonian. Like I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie to you, I'm not. Um, but like 
as long as you develop your skills, you can really find a job doing almost. And that's the beauty of business school. You can kind of, you can get around with almost any sort of, you can literally do anything that's an <laughs> office job after EBS. You'd be like, marketing, I took a course and you probably know my professor. They'll give me a letter yeah. of recommendation. Um, but I assume it's not so much like there. But as a foreigner, was it easy just to like search for a job, find a job? or That was also one of the things because I quit my job mid, uh, mid, the, mid crisis, I guess, and mm-hmm. sort of looking for a new one. And there was a lot of, you know, you get to the interview stages, you get to the next one, you get to the next one because Barcelona for sure is like a huge hub for great startups. There's, yeah. There's like, like a lot of like actually great startups worldwide so so i think that was that was great so there's a lot of places to to you know apply but like you said because then i was sort of looking for a entry-level mid-level job and then it's difficult because then they want you to speak the language especially when you're applying in marketing because you know marketing usually goes in the local language yeah that i think that was my my issue if, if i was a product manager or something like that i think the language would not be an issue okay you didn't work there. I didn't work Part, there. You just be like, I'm on Erasmus vacation. Yeah, I, w- I was pretty much on a five-month vacation. Oh, that's... That's how Erasmus should be. Yeah, know? no. It's, <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> it's like half half the course load, <laughs> and I only got to kind of show up. Yeah, perfect. All right, guys, but uh, f- any do you have any last comments to say before we wrap this podcast up? I think I think I, well, something I would say that, you know, take the maximum out of it, but in that sense as well, that try to take your um, Erasmus semesters so you don't actually have to do extra semesters in EBS. I did two Erasmuses, but I still graduated in three years. I think that's a huge perk, you know, that you don't actually have to take the fourth year at EBS because you're sort of trying to get the... yeah yeah. Yeah, you're that one in a million who's going to be able to accomplish that. (laughs) But sort of, if you're taking one Erasmus, I think it's much more reachable. You know, that you sort of try to manage it in that sense that you can, you know, do the whole thing. It makes sense. You double up on a different semester and then you're clear in three months. So, any last? I guess the same thing. Like, I'm also, like, planning to graduate at least now. (laughs) And also, like, if you decide to go, like, definitely travel, like, outside your city. Because, like, I went to Andorra and it was great. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, is there a way that any sort of student watching can contact you guys if they have questions? Do you guys got an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest board? <laughs> What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, for me, I think uh, they could just write to my Instagram. It's uh, Maria Palma, double A, very Spanish, but with the double A in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, my Instagram is uh, at chr1ssu. <laughs> <laughs> Did, Which you, is why I didn't want to really so like say Christo, it out loud. But like, like, yeah, instead of that, Christo, I is a but, one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. That sounded like an automatically generated <laughs> username to me. My inner Siri came out. All righty. Well, guys, thank you so much uh, for the t- sitting down with me. I really enjoyed uh, having the conversation. And uh, you know what? Also, I got to thank the audience. Thanks, guys, for if you're still here listening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, I guess we're going to have to wonder where we're just going to go next episode. Thanks. Mm-hmm.